The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. Joining me today... A nice special treat is Paul Wiseman, president of Guildhall, and we're keeping it all in the family here. Paul, do you have anything uh, egregious you want to say out the No, the I'm not, okay. gonna, not, <laughs> not, not from the get-go, but later on. Um, let's talk about what would happen today. Let's let's. Uh, oh, another get, smash get, down. Yeah, we 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 had the. Sometimes the timing works perfectly because we're recording the show here on Friday. First thing, jobs report came out. And uh, they were very strong, uh, just under a million jobs, 943,000 jo- 43, jobs in the States, over 250-ish were government jobs, which that's, I thought was interesting. That's a lot of lifeguards. Yeah, it's a lot of government jobs. Um, we'll see if it re- gets revised, but of course, that was a great opportunity to say everything is everything is absolutely rosy, things are getting back to normal, we're, we're going to be over this in a jiff, and we can even have the Fed start talking about dialing back the bond buying purchases uh, program. So I'm I'm going to ask you the question um, right out the gate. How often have you seen this before? And tell us a little bit about your reaction to this. And then, of course, the smashdown in the metals that occurred almost simultaneously. Well, this is happens on a regular basis. This is manipulation. This is where gold and silver is sold in the paper market, not in the physical market. I've had nothing but customers this morning. We're taping this show Friday. I've had nothing but large orders this morning for gold and silver, especially Royal Canadian Mint 100-ounce bars and 100-ounce PAMP, Swiss PAMP bars. They've been flying out the door, literally flying out the door, and gold, one-ounce gold bars. People that watch these markets that invest in gold and silver, wait for these smashdowns. Because it's nobody is coming through the door selling us gold and silver. Would you like to, you know, buy it? Yeah, there's no panic selling. It's just paper that's being sold. The big banks, the bullion banks, are pushing down their shorts so that they can buy the physical product at a very low price because I can guarantee you in the next little while, gold and silver will really, really move up very, very quickly. Yeah, I was listening to some um, interviews over the week with, you know, the typical market experts. Uh, you go to YouTube, and you know all the all the names that anyone who's a longtime listener of the show would be familiar with. And they're just talking about the idea of uh, this was on Arcadia Economics, the idea that the prices of silver, when you look across the board at and gold as well, but when you look across the board at how things have performed any market, not just not just cryptocurrencies, but you know Tesla or the stock market alone, and how many times people have called for much much higher prices and get and get you know the the hand waved in their face, right? No, that's never going to happen. And then lo and behold, it does eventually happen. And the idea that these markets could go way beyond your imagination in terms of prices, you know, fifty dollars silver seems way way too low i think that that would even be kind of a starting gate for this market 
So you get some pullbacks here and there. Who, so what? It's, it is buying opportunity. It's holiday time. How? It's holiday time. The big traders are not even in the market, so they can get put. The market can get pushed around so easily. It's you know the New York traders. They're already gone to the Hamptons. They're not even. <laughs> they're not even in the office today. What would what would be a price, Paul, for you, that would even surprise you? in terms of where silver could go. Like if silver went to $100, would it surprise no, you? Absolutely well, not. And you know what? 150? You know what the what? good thing is? You don't have to show me a vaccine that you've been vaccinated twice to buy gold and silver. Silver could easily go to $100. I think gold by the end of this year could easily be $3500. I mean, I, I believe that. Um, I'm buying gold and silver myself right now. As soon as this market dips, you know, I'm loading up the boat because yeah. I know there's no reason for it to dip. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about dips a little bit. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. And it, it in the context of how low is low. I know one of your favorite phrases is how long is a piece of string. Yeah. Last year we saw the price of silver get down to eleven dollars, eleven ish. Right. However, you couldn't buy the physical product for less than $17, $18 if, anyway. If you go to our website and look at the price of 100-ounce bars of silver, yeah. we're cheaper than any other e-commerce store out there. And I'm not going to drop names, but... Do your you research. Know, you'll see. You'll do your research uh, of the top names, and you'll find that we're about $2 a bar cheaper than 100-ounce bars. I was on the phone today to this morning to California to try to buy some 100-ounce RCM bars. Mm -hmm. They don't have any. Mm. We have 100-ounce bars, but I'm looking to replace product at these prices. It's silly prices. On Wednesday, silver shot up. In the morning, on some report that came out, it shot up 75 cents. Gold shot up $30. And since then, we've dropped $60, $70 on gold. And silver's dropped down a buck and a half. I know. It's but, so you tell me the reason, because there's a jobs report came out. That's got nothing to do with anything. Only 3% of the world owns gold. What's the other 97% doing? Well, buying stocks, buying real estate, buying cryptocurrencies. Everything's on fire. Everything is wonderful in the States. Everything is great. I'm going to tell you. They've got more forest fires in the States. And what happens to forest fires? Eventually, they get put out. The same thing with the stock market. We will get a retracement. We're going to get a retracement on real estate. There's a bubble that's just waiting to burst. It's blowing up nicely right now. Well, I'm glad you're, you're moving in that direction because that was, that was where I wanted to, to head to next, which is, for example, the U.S. national debt is $28.6 trillion. You add, you add less than a million jobs to the market, you're not affecting that. How the, much is the that, 22 trillion? 28.6. Oh, 28.8. You blink your eyes, it's going to be at 30. Yeah, but that, the, It doesn't matter anymore. It, it, but it does matter because you're just avoiding the consequences, right? I, I remember there was a song, um, I guess it was uh, late 90s, there was a band called The Verb, and they had this song called The Drugs Don't Work. <laughs> right? What do you do when the drugs don't work? What happens when you have a balloon and it, there's a hole in it and all you keep doing is spending all day just pumping up a tire that has a hole in it? It, it, does, it no longer works. So we know that everything is completely fragile. Okay, 
you want to celebrate the Dow going up today because you got some jobs? We are so far away from, from normalization. Just think about it for a second. Paul, in 2008, the Fed had less than a trillion dollars on their balance sheet. 2008 hits, they drop rates to zero. The balance sheet goes up to $4 trillion. They try to pay it off in 2018. We all remember the taper tantrum. Boom, that's it. Jerome Powell reverses course, starts raising, starts putting the, the pounds back onto the balance sheet. And then lo and behold, interest rates never climbed. We never got back up to a reasonable 4 or 5% to beat, to, to battle the next recession. And then COVID hits. Now they're at over $8.2 trillion on the balance sheet at the Fed. The, the U.S. debt clock is at $28.6 trillion, and you're saying that a million jobs is going gonna, is gonna to get you out of trouble? I don't think so. But that's $28.6 trillion. That's not included Social Security that's not funded yep. and Medicare and Medicaid that's also not funded, and I think that's about another $180 trillion that doesn't show up anywhere. Mm -hmm. Down the road, somebody has to pay for this. Yeah, there was a great quote I heard this week. The chains of, of debt are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. I think that's very true. I think it's true, and I think that the market is more is a is a lot more fragile than than many people give it credit obviously if you're going to go to mainstream you know the typical news stations or typical finance stations and you get your mainstream they're just going to say everything's great everything's great We're, it's never going to change and yet we know it's going to change we know and and this is what i would title the show today and i'll ask this to you do you think people are ready for the next crisis because covid is in the back back mirror a little bit and what we have in front of us is the next major, major financial crisis. Do you think people are ready for the next crisis? No, absolutely not. I mean, they're just baffled. The system right now is broken, and they're just pumping, pumping, printing money into this system. Now, everybody is chasing some type of percentage to get back on the money. You can't put money in the bank. You can't get any interest. You can't, real estate, obviously, there's a lot of money gone into real estate because the interest rates were very, very low. The stock market, there is less companies today than there was 10 years ago. So people, companies have amalgamated, there's been buyouts. And what are companies doing? They can't buy any more companies, so they're buying back their own stock. The stock is so pumped up. Talk about pump and dump. It's really moved up. Last one in is going to be the first one to get hurt. You know, there is always a buyer in the market when you're trying to sell something, but at what price? And there's going to be, I mean, I hate to come on the show and, you know, preach gloom and doom, but you have to look between the headlines. You have to look at the figures. Is it that great? COVID is is broke out again, not the COVID, the Delta is broke out again in the States. It's worse than ever, yet the stock market goes up every day. That doesn't make any sense. When it first came out, COVID, and they announced, you don't even see on CNN anymore how many people are dying every day, you know, that's gone. You don't hear about Syrian refugees. You don't hear about Hong Kong uh, protests. Protests. You don't hear about the yellow jackets. Well, you're not even allowed to hear about the pro the crisis at the border in the well, states. Well, you don't. Well, you don't hear about 
the Yellow Jackets in Paris. I mean, it's got, it's it's everything just gets swept under the carpet. Uh, yeah, I think the takeaway here is you have to get off of mainstream. You have to stop watching, you know, the CNBCs of the world because you're not going to you're going to be uninformed. But stay tuned here on the Real Money show cuz we're going to be right back and we're going to be talking more about these subjects and where the prices of the metals are going to be going and why you should own them. So again, it's the Real Money show, the number 18778silver, the website guildhallwealth.com and you're listening here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number 18778silver, the website guildhallwealth.com and if you're looking to acquire some physical precious metals, uh, dip a toe in the water, get started in in this market, you can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. That's our brand new e-store. It's faster than ever. Uh, prices are great. So please visit us at guildhallpreciousmetals.com and of course, you can also visit guildhallwealth.com and learn about holding physical precious metals in a registered account and that is directly owned by you the investor. So if you have an RSP or a TFSA, a lira, a lif, a rif, you can directly own physical gold and physical silver in your registered account. You, the product gets put into a, a vault, a sub account at the vault in your name, and you even have access to go and personally audit the holdings. Right now, one of our vaults is, you know, has COVID protocols and so they're doing photo audits right now, but they are moving towards opening up and allowing you to go to personally hold it in your hand because the motto here is if you can't hold it, you don't own it, and everything we do is physical even within the registered accounts, it's physical gold, physical silver, you get the serial numbers of the product. And so it couldn't be any more secure for your retirement. And you owe it to yourself to make sure that you're going to survive through the next crisis, which we're going to talk about right now. Paul, again, I just want to quickly go back when 2008 crisis hit, and that was peering out into the abyss of the financial system, absolutely cracking and disappearing they asked for 500 billion dollars from congress they got their tarp fund the fed put three trillion dollars onto their balance sheet they dropped interest rates that never went back up to normal and now we're at 8.2 on the balance sheet the the debt in the u.s has gone from 18 trillion to 28 trillion when does this end how bad could this crisis potentially look well, they're going to carry on printing money. They've got to keep everybody happy. They've got to get reelected somewhere down the road. Uh, there's going to be what yeah, but what, another, the problem with that though is time almost. There's a midterms in the states. You're absolutely right. The problem with that though is okay. They're going to keep printing. So okay, they'll give everyone universal basic income. And then every single person who's got universal basic income is going to go to their local coffee shop, and they're going to pay nine dollars for a cappuccino, and they're going to say. What's this universal basic income BS? I can't afford it. You got to give me more universal income. So they got to get the spigot going even more. It is it, it, break the cycle, please. Example. This is driving me nuts. An example of that. This morning I went to pick up a croissant and a cup of tea. Very so they good said, pronunciation, by the way. And the girl said, we don't have medium cups. We only have large cups. Mm. So I said, well, take the large cup and fill it up with three quarters of water. And then I've got a medium. Then I've got a medium cup tea. 
But I got charged $3.75 for a tea bag and a cup full of water. Mm. That's what the US government is doing. They're just topping everybody up. They're saying, yeah, I agree with you, I agree with you. This is how everything is going. You're going to pay more for everything. Yeah, it's it's a it's going to happen. Last week on the show, or the week before, we discussed um, that the moratorium for uh, evicting people in the states that yeah. were underwater. Uh, you know, there was an outcry. This, they rolled it over. They rolled it over. You know, government went on holiday for seven weeks. Uh, you know, it's such a load of nonsense. These people will still get evicted. They've just got another moratorium. Oh, and speaking of that, I mean, you got the strong jobs report this week, but n- not in one article talking about the jobs did they talk about how many people are still getting getting payments in the States, right, for not being at work. <laughs> so it's like, well, it's oh, th- it's great that you've got all these new jobs. So you've got a whole bunch of people who are just staying at home, getting getting paid by the government to stay at home. How are you going to – you can't outgrow the economy. The The debt to GDP is past 100%. You can't pay it off. You can't pay it off. So what's going to happen? You're going to have I, – I, there is going to be another crisis. I think everyone knows that it's just a matter of time before the stock market collapses. There was an article – Listen to this. This this will kind of give you a sense of it. Better dwelling. It's a, a it's a real estate blog, but they cover some other things. Uh, they were talking about that it's official. This came out yesterday. It's official. The Canadian property bubbles are now deflating. And the the premise of these of this article is that in order to keep the momentum going, you have to have a certain percentage. You have to have a certain rate of gain. But the bigger the bubble gets, that the harder it is to keep that percentage gain going, right? To keep 6% on a million, 6% on a trillion, 6% on a quadrillion. It becomes harder and harder to ma- maintain that momentum that eventually the bubble has to start going down. And that's what's starting to happen. Is In other words, they've lost the velocity of the bubble momentum, and now it's reversing. Well, that's like... They used to have the jugglers where they had the plates spinning on. I don't know if you remember that, but spinning on sure. on a stick. Yeah. And the guy was trying to get, you know, 10, 12 of these things. Eventually, you know, it's okay when you're doing two, three, four, five. But when you get to 12, it's hard to keep all the balls or all the plates in the air. Yeah. And sooner or later, when one drops, they all drop. And, and Or if you trip, they all drop. Yeah. And, and the governments are about to trip because there's... There's no more. You can only get so much blood out of a stone, and there's no blood to start off with. It's there's you can't keep on throwing money at people to say everything is rosy. Uh-oh. That top one percent <clears throat> is doing extremely well. If they've got four houses and the stock market drops forty percent, they're not going to worry. So they only have three houses. You're not going to lose three meals a day. You know, there's so much money sloshing around that they've made the wealthy very, very wealthy. The middle class has actually disappeared. And between the have and the have-nots, there's such a gap, it's ridiculous. Yeah, now, have, yeah. how are you going to get somebody to go to work at $15 an hour minimum wage when you're giving them $500 to stay at home, smoke pot, get drunk, you know, get obese. That's what's happening. That's what's happening in Canada. That's what's happening in the States. It's reality. 
Yeah, and and, nobody wants to face it. Yeah, and even even um, again, another article from Better Dwelling. Canada's central bank head wrote a bizarre opinion piece, saying he's nailing it. So again, avoiding reality. You have the the central bank head, uh, Tiff Macklem, basically writing a defensive opinion piece about how well he's doing at the head of the Bank of Canada. And you have to wonder, when you get to the point in an argument where you say, trust me, and you can't back it up with anything, you've lost. When a central banker, and this was this started with Powell, and or I think it started with Bernanke of saying, okay, we're going to come out from behind the curtain. We're going to go on to 60 minutes. They're going to shill for us, and uh, we're going to give our opinion. In other words, we're going to jawbone the market because we have nothing else left except to say, trust me. Could you imagine a lawyer going into into a court saying, look, he's innocent. Trust me. That's it. That's what they've got. That's what they're doing. That's what they're working on. But you can see the numbers. Our listeners to the show see the numbers. They can see 28-plus trillion in debt. They know Canada is is printing unbelievably. We talked on the show a few weeks ago about the Bank of Canada lending more than one-third of the revenue to to the government. They're doing three times that. If that doesn't scare the crap out of you, now what do you do? You're going to sit there with the cash sitting in the bank? Now, we're not advisors, but I but we have a lot of experience in the gold and silver market and having over 20 years experience for you, for you in, in, with, with Guildhall Wealth, Paul, and for me being invested in the market for over 15 years, I sleep well at night knowing I have it because that really is an insurance policy that can pay out, that has already paid out quite, quite well, very handsomely, but can pay out massively going forward. What, what do you well, think? Well, it is. I mean, we've, we've seen the pistons work on real estate, cryptocurrencies, the stock market, cannabis. They've all, everything that's on fire, and I keep on saying it, will eventually get put out. And the last one in is the first one to get hurt. We have got a lot of people coming in buying gold and silver from us that have sold their property. They, they feel that it's the top of the market, and they were right. Look, and, at, look at the article that just came out. And, you know, let's get top dollar. Rent for a, a little bit. You may have to pay more for it because they're waiting for the market to collapse and buy back into the market a bigger property for the same amount of money. And they feel, and a lot of them do, they're all smart people, they're not dummies, that gold and silver is going to go through the roof. And if you've got a half a million to a million dollars worth of product, whether it's gold and silver, it could easily double in the next year, 18 months. It could triple because these markets are are really ready to explode upwards because everything else has had its day in the sun. Yeah. Now, we have just a couple minutes left in this segment. I want to kind of go back to something we were just touching upon in the first segment, this idea that, you know, when when the stock market collapses, I, I think we can we can agree that that's going to happen. I mean, it's going to take a lot for them to not have that happen. And by a lot, I mean just more and more and more money printing that'll just make your head spin if it doesn't already. But if there's a pullback in the market, that's a liquidity issue. People are going to be looking to to sell assets, and gold and silver could get caught up in it. The question is, in lieu of having the um, Bank of International Settlements and the Basel III rules, what kind of volatility might we expect if that were to happen? Do you think there's a limit? Again, last year, 
we saw the price of silver go down to $12, maybe just under. But I don't know if it could ever do that again. We couldn't buy it for less than 17 on the silver price. So what kind of volatility could we expect in terms of maybe another buying opportunity? Yeah, but the, the thing is, there's still not a lot of product out there. The, you know, the, the, the mints are not making the product. They're not pulling the product, the, the raw material, out of the ground. They're just, it's just not happening. And eventually, everything is going to get blamed on COVID and Delta. They're going to say the whole economy got ruined because of this disease. Well, I hope and, they remember the jobs report then from, that well, just came out. You know, they, the jobs report. To say, report. oh, we really, we really pushed that one hard. But at the end of the day, it was COVID, the, the, which is the reason why the economy sucks. Not because we printed all this money, not because we never raised interest rate and allowed savers to actually make money. I mean, businesses, it's very hard for a business to stay open if you've been shut down by the government to say you can't open up. You've got to take six weeks off, two months off, 18 months off. Yeah, and then have rioters come in. You know, I had a friend that just got back from Montreal. He was on St. Catharines. Or is it St. Catherine? He was in Montreal. That was also and he, a good uh, and accent. He, and he said half the shops were closed. Yeah. Wow. Literally closed. It's I no mean, different go, in Toronto. Yeah, but you go into other areas, you know, it's affluent, it's doing okay. You know, maybe they were dealing privately, some jewelers who had private customers coming in, tailors. No, but who's buying suits? Right. You know, if you're at home in sweatpants, do you need a shirt and tie? Yeah, to, to go with your sweatpants. Well, that that goes back to something we talked about last week a little bit too. This idea that when everyone's working at home, what effect does that have on the economy at large? Well, you don't need to go out and buy buy work clothes, so that industry suffers. You don't need to go out and buy your daily coffee, so that industry suffers. All of the food shops in the business area, they're not they're doing half the business, so so they suffer. So you know, it is it is a deflationary effect. It's a slowdown because if you're having people work from home. I know it's just one concept. Yeah, but it's but the same thing. It with just it. goes to show that that how can you keep hiring and hiring if these people are working at home? The economy, my point being, the economy can't get back up and running mm-hmm. when you have this. You don't just have one gorilla on your back here of all of the debt. You got like a zoo of gorillas holding you back so from what, trying to create the growth. What, what industry has done a mil, has hired a million people? If people are working at home, do they have an assistant at home? Do they have board meetings at home? Do they have secretaries at home? Do no, they, they have, have a, Zoom meetings with their pants off. But it can't. <laughs> right? You know, hiring a million people, where are they? Yeah. I mean, you can't get more than two people in an elevator. So if you're in a 54 floor building it's going to take, take you a month to get to the top <laughs> i mean it, it's all these things that they come out with just don't and you can't come to work unless you've had two vaccines you got to do your own research you, you don't just take our word for it you've got to look into these markets you have to understand the supply demand fundamentals for gold and silver you have to understand how inflation affects these gold and silver markets and look at as well the geopolitical aspect of the markets and the the running for safety this is an insurance policy that's our belief and feel free to contact us to learn more about that and you can go to guildhallwealth.com if you want to acquire some metals you can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com which is our e-store the number 18778 silver again the website guildhallwealth.com this is the real money show on global news radio 640 toronto stick with us we'll be right back 
You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Now, it's not just physical gold and physical silver that we are very, very excited about. And make no mistake, we are incredibly excited about gold and silver, especially right now. The writing is in amazing bright neon on the wall about what's what's about to go down with the economy and making sure that our clients are safe, they're out of harm's way. By owning physical gold, you have no counterparty risk. It's one of the reasons, Paul, that you mentioned. People don't want to have the cash in the bank. Maybe they just sold property. Whatever the case may be, they don't want that counterparty risk of being a debtor to those banks because, from from my own personal opinion, it was pretty scary last year when you started to see a lot of bank branches just closing down, and all you your only recourse was that was that ATM machine. And then there were all these stories coming out of New York saying these ATM machines are empty. Okay, that's a pandemic, but what happens in a financial crisis when it's just hey everyone go home? We don't know. But gold and silver are not the only assets that can protect you long term. Another asset is natural fancy colored diamonds. I was wondering if you can just, if someone was brand new to the natural fancy colored diamond market, why should they think about it? What, why should they consider it at all? Rarity. Okay. In a nutshell, it's rare. Um, in 40 years since they've been keeping records, they've never dropped in price, over 40 years. Uh, pinks, argyle pinks, the argyle mine closed last year in October. Argyle pinks that are between half a carat, carat, uh, VS quality, strong colors, have gone up an average of 359% in the last 10 years. Right now, you can't find any product. Um, I was had the Rappaport report yesterday and I was going over it. There is, because of the COVID, there's been limited amount of product anywhere. Uh, suppliers are not ready to ship on consignment product to people. They're terrified that people are going to go bankrupt. Mm. Never mind, would you ship two, three million, five million dollars worth of t- to a jeweler? Right. You know, and there's no customers coming through the door. I mean, it doesn't. You know, so, so the the industry really came to a standstill in that yeah, regard. Yeah, especially the cutters and polishers. Yeah, whether, the, whether they were in Israel or whether they're in Antwerp or in New York, they weren't at work. Because it is a trust industry. It, it's hey, here's a million dollars worth of goods. See if you can do anything, and then give us a call yeah, and send it back it's, if it's nothing a, it's happens. Some memo, but yeah. again, you know, you've got the type of diamonds that we sell are one of a kind. Um, we sell internally flawless yellows. We sell VS quality in pinks. Very rare that you're going to get an internally flawless pink diamond. So VS quality is really, really top line. The pinks are hard to find. The argyle mine closed. It's common sense that they've got up, gone, gone up and have gone up and are going to go up even more. Anybody that owns Argyle pinks, especially dealers, have just pushed them to the back of the safe. Why would you sell something today when you can get 20, 30, 35% a year profit on that diamond? And again, natural fancy colored diamonds are not liquid. 
I can tell you that right now. It's not day trading. You can't buy a natural fancy colored diamond and say, oh, I bought it for $50,000. I'm going to flip it tomorrow. Doesn't happen. It's a long-term hold. It's a form of wealth. It's a form of passing on your wealth to your relatives, to your kids, to your grandkids even, that you can put a terrific investment into their hands that's going to grow and grow in value for the simple reason of the rarity. Yeah, and we're not talking about passing down, you know, grandma's engagement ring that that has a sentimental value. And then, of course, they go to get it appraised. And it's, it's like the antique roadshow. And you see, you see the excitement just fade from their face. They go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, with colored diamonds, they do rise in value over time. If you buy right, if you get the right quality and you get the right rarity, um, obviously beauty is part of it. I see we've all we both seen a lot of diamonds that look great on paper, saw them in person and said, yeah, it's internally flawless, but man, this is a lifeless, lifeless yes. rock. Yes. Um, you're looking for something that really is something that the eye keeps coming back to, but in terms of a tr- of generational wealth passing it down it's concentrated wealth and if you do buy them right and we're going to talk about that in just a moment then you know you can guarantee that what you're passing on is something worthwhile it's it is like passing on high-end art that that the market has vetted right the market's vetted picasso they've they've vetted andy warhol right with diamonds there's a lot less subjectivity because you got a few colors, you've got a few um, grades of color, and you've got a few different uh, uh, clarity levels. So it's not it's not very it's not a difficult market either. Well, we have some what I call terrific investment diamonds, the highest highest quality, especially in yellows, in the vivids, internally flawless, and pinks. I mean, I'll give you a I'll give you a quick example. About seven, eight years ago, we had, we purchased a 106 carat blue vivid internally flawless, if you remember, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And we paid at the time 360,000 US for it. Yeah, wholesale. Wholesale. And we thought, you know, that's a lot of money. Within one uh, year. Yeah, re- remember, at that time, you could buy a major property in, in, in Toronto yeah. for like anyway, 700000 Anyway, the, the dealer that sold it to us in New York, within a year, begged to buy it back from us. And he gave us 560, 200000 US profit. I wish I, I didn't need the money. I wish I would have kept the stone because wholesale today, I could get $2 million for that stone wholesale. Yeah. Which would mean three million, three and a half million retail. If it went into auction at Sotheby's or Christie's, that stone would bring three and a half to four million dollars today, which I sold for five hundred and sixty thousand US. Kick myself every day. Yeah, and you don't have to you don't have to have three hundred thousand dollars to get started in the market. There are some pink diamonds that you can get involved for fifty thousand or even maybe slightly less. Yeah. 
contact us at Guildhall. We're more than happy to show you a little bit about this market and uh, just introduce you to the market. We've got a great diamond guide. There's been some great articles that came out through the Fancy Color Research Foundation, Paul, that I'm really enjoying showing with our customers. And uh, there's also a really good podcast, which I still haven't put into a newsletter that talked about the Argyle Mine, which is now closed. So 90% of the world pinks are, are, are no longer available in the market. We'll talk a little bit more about this and finish off in the next segment, the number 18778Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. This is Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. You know, Paul, a lot of people, they, they may have topped out on their precious metals. They've acquired enough that they can say, you know what, I'm sleeping well at night. I feel like I've got a good allocation. I do notice that many people these days are allocating more than the 15% that's recommended or that, you know, the Abitson and Associates article from 2011 discussed. I do think these are different times. And so that makes sense. People are putting more into that market, especially since Many things are overvalued. There's very few markets that are undervalued. And so a natural fancy colored diamond becomes a great addition to a portfolio if maybe you've already feel like you've uh, accumulated enough physical gold and physical silver. And I know that some of the diamonds that, that we have available when we do the run the rarity reports through the Na- Fancy Color Research Foundation, that some of these diamonds, you don't come out once every few years. That's well, how often you I, I come just across got them. I off the phone with a client that has a 3.12 intense emerald cut yellow, internally flawless, an unbelievable stone. A stone like that from the Research Foundation comes out maybe one, two a year if you're lucky in a three over three carat stone. It's so rare that it can only make money. As I said before, you don't day trade diamonds. You don't day trade your house. Why would you day trade something that's an investment? It's portable wealth. Yeah, it's, I, it's not like you know you've got to move a house if you want to you know go away or leave the country or do whatever you want to do. A diamond is a great way to move money around. And we, you know, I've got customers right now. They're getting out of Canada. They can't. Can't take, take it anymore. It, you know. Well, that that was that was what I was just about to say, which is, you know, there are people who are now very concerned about the encroachment of government on privacy, and you know, a lot of people who own physical gold or physical silver will naturally start to think about, well, what about if the government decided to confiscate? Yeah, but that so, happened so in nineteen point, twenty. I no, mean, I, I, it's I, not going to happen. I, I know. My my point my point is though that. If you're looking for a way to really have your wealth privatized, a natural fancy colored diamond is definitely something to consider because it it doesn't get to be more discreet and concentrated in terms of wealth and incredibly private. There's there's literally no paper trail in, in that sense. I mean, well, maybe, people, maybe yeah, a wire people, transfer, but that's it. Yeah, but people also, you know, you're holding the palm of your hand millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, some people can't see a three-carat stone 
or even a one carat vivid or two carat vivid, they can't see that why something that small is so much because it's rare. You don't just go to a mine, turn a key, and out comes a pipe of all these colored diamonds. It costs a fortune today to mine. Mm -hmm. There is no new mines coming online. There's no new pipes that they've found with colored diamonds. So whatever's out there is out there, um, and whoever's holding product is waiting it out. I mean, yeah, there there is the Ellendale mine that right, which was which was uh, used for all of Tiffany's goods. There was another sort of consortium that just purchased it, and they're looking to to see if they can pull out some more yellow diamonds out of it, which ultimately is actually good for the market because they're going to market it. They really they're trying. They want to use the Argyle template. And if they can get yellow diamonds out of this mine, because they're not going to be giving them to to uh, Tiffany's, they want to try to promote them the way Argyle promoted the pinks. So if that happens, even though there, there'll be a, a few more yellows coming to market, it's the idea that they're going to market it. There's going to be money power behind it, bringing attention of these markets to the people. So I think that's that could be a really good development in the colored diamond market for sure. Well, the yellows are going to be the next pinks anyway. And it's like the pinks were the next for blues. I mean, it was as simple as that. As soon, you can't find a red diamond out there. Uh, and we have right now for sale the most beautiful 0.48 red pear shape. Uh, but you're looking at $650,000 for a 0.48, just under a half a carat, for $650,000. But it's red. It's red. And that's Pure the, red. Yeah, it that doesn't the, come, you don't get that. It's a fancy red, and it's a VS2. That's a stone. I mean, we have a 0.82 vivid argyle pink. You're looking right now uh, close to a million dollars because I wouldn't sell it for less than that. But you're looking close to a million dollars. We have an, a, an argyle tender stone. It's 0.55 deep pink VVS1, one of a kind. It was from the tender from three years ago. That stone has doubled in three years. So it's it's definitely a market to, to consider, definitely a market to look into. You don't have to have half a million dollars to get into the market. You can get into the market for under 50000 if you find the right diamond. Most of them are probably a little over 50000 these days. But if you want to learn more about that or even come to the office to view some of these diamonds in person, you can contact us at one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. And we do have some of the diamonds uh, available to view on guildhallpreciousmetals.com as well. So, Paul, getting back to the job numbers today, the, they they loved the job numbers. It gave a great excuse to push the, the gold and silver market down. I'm assuming you didn't was, just buy not, product for clients but you and replacing, but I assume you're also buying for yourself today. I was happy to see the price. It's, it doesn't make sense. It, you know, we don't have – no one's knocking down our doors to sell back to us physical metal. Nobody. I mean, the buyers came in today when they saw the price dropped – they know. Not I mean, only anybody, that. You know, we educate people. You know, we're not financial advisors, but we try to educate our clients. They read the right articles. They follow the right people. They understand that 
gold is for your golden years. As simple as that. Gerald Salenti says it all the time. And, and the, the premiums have started to come down a little bit, right? On silver, the premiums have come down, but yet there's still no product. Yeah. Can you get maples very easily? I've, I've ordered maples this morning. I mean, I've got maples in stock. Yeah. I mean, we've got... Is there anything that's difficult to get right now? Like where you have to wait a long time. I know I'm, the. I know small gold it's, coins. It's got called up. I mean, we you know we're probably anywhere from three to four weeks. But we have. You go to Guildhall Precious Metals. We have ten ounce silver bars, RCM, Royal Canadian Mint. Nobody's got them out there. We've got uh, Asahi ten ounce bars. If you're just getting started, I like the Pamp ten ounce. We've bars. We've got the Pamp, which we just brought in. Pamp Swiss ten ounce bars. We've also got Academy ten ounce bars. We have hundred ounce. PAMP silver bars and 100 ounce Royal Canadian Mint. Now, these products you can put into your registered account with Quest Trade, which we partner with, so you can have an RSP, a TFSA, a Lira. You can put the physical product into your account. You place an order with Quest Trade and us, that product gets put into your account within 24 hours. Love it. The number 18778 Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. We got to run. Great to chat with you this week, Paul. Can't wait to speak to everyone next week here on The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.